Coming up, we're answering trip planning questions about Universal Orlando on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. I hope you are doing well. I hope everyone is doing well out there. We are going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully, we're going to learn a little bit more about Universal. You're at least going to learn our opinions on some of the aspects of Universal, and it's going to be a great time. And we're going to get to that in one second. But before we get to it, I do need to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. Okay, Rhino, I asked a bunch of great people to ask us questions about Universal Orlando, and we got some decent ones. Not going to lie. Not going to lie at all. I think we have some good conversation pieces in here. Maybe we probably would have had enough to do two episodes if we really wanted to, but we're not going to. We're going to stick to this one because you've got to get to the airport and I've got to change my shirt. Uh, But that's okay. Nothing says, uh, you know, it's for the visual audience, not the audio, but nothing says universal quite like Mary Poppins. I don't I don't know if you agree (laughs) with that. Do you? (laughs) Sure. Fantastic. Okay. Right. Uh, we're going to jump into the question. So now as I question everything about my life, I had a note down to tell myself before we started recording to change my wardrobe. And then I completely forgot, but it's okay. You harass okay, me fine. about it all the time. You always are like, don't wear anything too specific. <laughs> and then look at me here being a silly son of a gun wearing look at you Mary Poppins sitting there, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's fine. I should say it's uh, it's actually Sherry Boppins. So it is the, <laughs> yeah, it's Simpsons, the nanny yeah. from The Simpsons. And yes, Disney still owns The Simpsons. But uh, this is the, uh, maybe they play it on one of the loops inside Springfield. I'm, I'm sure they do. But uh, no, we're going to jump into the questions because that matters more than my wardrobe. And the first question up that we are going to hit is uh, it's a fun one about Epic Universe. And the question is simple. Are you looking forward to anything rumored for Epic Universe? So we know the rumors. We know Super Nintendo World, Universal Monsters, A New Wizarding World, How to Train Your Dragon, just the overall entry area of of Epic Universe being celestial and, and kind of otherworldly in that way. What are you looking forward to with it, Rhino? What are you looking Honestly, actually, to? I, I did think about this earlier today, actually. So it's funny. I didn't even see this question, but I was just thinking that I'm looking forward to the fact that this will be the I mean, what was the last major theme park built in that we've been to that was built in this time? Other I, I would say it's um Volcano Bay, but that yep. is that's a water park. So it's like a different kind of beast to it. But like this will be the first in our adult life 
that we're yes. going to go to that's like in modern time using this modern technology. Um, so I, I'm very excited in terms of that, just in the general idea of it being like, wow, we're going to get to a brand new full theme park with full immersive lance. So it's going to be like just an overload of everything. So I, in general, I'm just looking forward to that to see what that brings to the table. Um, but I am definitely it's funny again this question got asked because and you said mario um super mario world because i feel like we were on a show it was like either the tuesday show or the patreon after show and panda said something about being like not excited for it like a dud and i was like i don't know what you're talking about like i get that the mario kart ride is a slow moving ride and everyone thought that it was going to be like a speeding racer but i am still very excited for that the any video i've watched of that the queue looks gorgeous the the video updates i look at of universal hollywood and their construction for the super nintendo world looks uh, not super nintendo world super mario world sorry no, i'm super staring nintendo at world. my is it super nintendo world oh yeah. okay yeah, the first section they did with Super Nintendo World, though, was based around Mario and okay. with Donkey Kong to come. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, I am so excited, like, based on, it just looks like a really, really cool atmosphere. I don't know. Like, I, so I'm excited for, like, what does that mean for, like, the f type of food we're going to be able to eat there? Like, I'm excited for those little other sprinklings. Not necessarily, like, yes, I want the main attractions. Yes, I cannot wait. Donkey Kong is probably my favorite video game ever. So I am very excited for the coaster and stuff like that and and stuff. But I'm I'm really curious in terms of the food. And then also, like, I love the idea of that monsters area being the rumored thing, because, the, again, like, not only will we hopefully get some sort of monsters cafe back, but like it, if there's a, an attraction that's themed to like classic monsters, but like the whole area is maybe like in like black and white. How cool is that going to be? I don't know. There's a lot of. Those those two, I think, are my two big two biggest ones. And I know there's another rumored Wizarding World to be over there. And yes, I will always be very excited for that. But right now, like we have Wizarding Worlds. So these are two like yeah. new entities that I'm excited for. Exactly. It's a lot easier to get excited for something we don't currently have than an addition to something we already do have. So that's why, you know, unfortunately, in that situation, Wizarding World just kind of you know, it's it's not as it's not as exciting in that way, unfortunately. But I, I will say I, I'm I'm very excited for Super Nintendo World. That bounces off on another question that we got asked to saying like, are we planning on seeing Super Nintendo World in Japan, Hollywood, or just wait for Epic Universe? And at this point, I'm just waiting for Epic Universe. I it's so hard right now to get into Japan that. It, that seems yeah. like I'm, I'm never going to. And then, yeah, I, I kind of want to go in Hollywood, but only if it times out with a trip. At this point, we are getting so close to Epic Universe in 2025. It is, It feels like it's right around the corner. So I feel like at least I can, I personally will be able to wait for it at, at, at this point in time. But I'm, I'm excited for Monsters. I'm, I'm excited for all of Epic Universe because as you said, the last time there was a fresh park for me to walk into in terms of like just being built was when mm -hmm. I got to go into animal kingdom in 2000. And, you know, even that was, that was a couple years into Two years its old. run. So it wasn't completely brand new, but this, this will be brand new. It's very, very exciting. Do you know when super Nintendo world in Hollywood is scheduled? Like is guested, like guesstimated to open? Oh my gosh! They gave the general time frame, and it is it is slipping out of my mind. I, it's 
it's 2023. I, I think that like it, I think it was supposed to maybe be sometime in early 2023 exactly, but uh, I, I can't Google search it while I'm obviously talking uh, right now. Early, early 2023. I could have just yeah. looked it up myself. Um, I, <laughs> so, and I, I think I will probably end up there before the one here opens. If it's that, that big of a gap, just because I am already wanted to try and talk you into going to Halloween Horror Nights out there this year. I know that you were You're very resistant to. to it, but my friend had link works for a thing to get tickets. And so that's where I was like, I might be able to get Craig with this number. But, um, but I also think that we since then have also now solidified plans for the day that we would be able to go to the point that I don't think we could go now. But, but anyway, I, I, I know that I definitely, because of the way D 23 falls this year, we're out there and it's before like not scary farm starts their Halloween stuff. I want to do a trip where it's like, all the Halloween stuff in California. So that would put me out there, you know, and do around that time and be able to do um, Super Nintendo World probably the end of next year. But I, I, I yeah, I, I think Universal Hollywood is beautiful. So I think it's a park worth visiting for sure. Yeah. But, I, um, you know, it, not every time. That's yeah. all for me personally. It, at this point in time with Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Hollywood, I'm just so over it that I would I would rather knowingly be like i might be missing out on something versus going and being like why did i just waste my time on it because the last time we did it it was just so awful so yeah so many black hallways with nothing that it's just it's not it's not a good experience not when we have what we have in orlando right so yeah i i just i can't you there's so much other time other things that you could be doing with that time when out in california even if it's just eating and drinking somewhere it's uh, better than Halloween Horror Nights there. But speaking of eating and drinking, a uh, quick question for you here that we have. Uh, the question is, no park ticket, just city walk, best sit down and non-sit down. Go. Um, I mean, the sit down, We I feel like I always say the same ones because it's I, I, I think NBC, um, the sports brew and grill is one of the... I think it's the best all around people pleaser in terms of, I think it, I think it's agreeable to pretty much everybody in the group. And I think they have a very wide selection of beers. That's always worth um, checking out. And then I think if you want something that's a little more fun, I always say like, I mean, not more fun, but you know, that's a little more whimsical is the um, toothsome obviously. And they, I like their mixed drinks there a lot. I would even go just to sit down to have one of the um, old fashions that they, that they do there. But, uh, and then I feel like we had, I feel like I've had pretty good experiences at um, Big Fire. The I've only been there the time with you, and then like one other time that time we went with like Bill and Diane, and I I enjoyed that time enough that I was like, you know what, I want to come back here. And they seem to have a pretty good drink menu on there. That's in terms of sit down. In terms of grab and go, like a quick service, quick service, not grab and go. Grab and go is completely different. Quick service. I like the lunchbox. Okay, that's not what it's called. <laughs> That's from Roseanne. What is it called? <laughs> you know, where Jackie serves you soups now on the Connors, but I forget. What what is that place called? My God. I, I kind of want to make you work for it at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to bug me. 
I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Wait a Lunchbox, Universal City Walk. I, I wanted you to go backwards and be like, oh, it's box lunch. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. No. It's bo- yeah, box lunch. It's bread box. Handcrafted sandwiches. The bread yeah. box. But lunchbox whatever um i like that and then um i I, the bow place is pretty good that's up up top but um uh it i just feel like in terms of like it's one of those things where like i don't want to go out of my way to go there because in orlando i feel like there's a couple of places that do bow really really good um not to say that the bow here isn't really good but it's called bend the bow but um i just feel like i live close enough to king bow which is my favorite thing and i feel like i can get more for less and it's also supporting a local business so it's one of those things where i go there but i would say those are my two those would be the two where i'd be more inclined to go for quick service um you you gave like five examples two i said bow (laughs) bread box and then you said sit down and i gave three for sit down Rhino, we have similar choices for some of them, and uh, I, I was going to bring up Breadbox for my sit-down one, or no, sorry, not sit-down, my my quick service one. But with my uh, with my quick service, I actually am going with uh, Red Oven Pizza Bakery mm. because That's I think too. that pizza is still solid after all these years. It is fair priced for the quality of the pizza and ultimately you know you you split it with another person you can have a very fair priced meal overall and throw on a nice fresh salad with it too good good meal and because you know they bring the pizza out to your table it it still does it in the same thing happens with bread box too it it feels like that elevated quick service where it's not just here's your food now go sit down it's it does feel like a little bit of a restaurant experience with it but i where you went through nbc and twosome and all that i i'm just going solidly on big fire the food is just fantastic there and i know some of it can get pricey but overall i think the pricing is perfect for the food that you're getting the flavors are just always so savory, so delicious. Like getting that that appetizer with the the cheese dip, but then you also get the uh, shishito peppers is just like mm. one of my favorite things in the world. Their steaks are they're not you know they're not the quality of like a super super fine steakhouse, but uh, they're also not priced like that. So they're just really decent cuts of meat that are are prepared really well and. The last time I was there, they actually, they like critically overkilled my, my ribeye that I got. And, you know, it's like any good restaurant. They took care of it right away and made sure everything was okay. And they got me one to the temperature that I wanted and a great, great service. So for me, it, it's, it's all big fire. If I only could choose one place to eat a city walk, it's big fire because then once you add on their cocktails that they have, just it's it's next level it is it is so so good so go to big fire that's what i say that's they got a peanut butter and jelly uh peanut butter and jelly old-fashioned it and i had it the last time that i was there and not the time with you the the last time i was there too because i like it that much it's just so mm-hmm. so good but we're gonna move on to a next question and not a next question but the next question and this one is it's a multifaceted question that we've answered many times before but i want to bring it up again because we get it 
we get asked it so much, but uh, the question is, is purchasing Universal Express really worth it? Do you truly get to the front of the line or is it more like a lightning lane experience? And I have thoughts, but I, the first thing I'll say is it's definitely not a lightning lane experience. It is it is front of the line access as long as you don't go at the same time that everyone else is trying to use the express pass. But if you yeah. use the express pass, you know, most of the time you are going to go as close to the front of the line as you can possibly get. So it really it really does uh it does feel like front of the line access, but in terms of is it worth it or not, I think my final feelings now on it, or you know, if you can always get one of the the premier hotels, either Hard Rock, Portofino, or Royal Pacific, where it's included in, yeah, whatever whatever the extra money is to upgrade to those hotels or stay on property, it's going to be worth it. If you have multiple people in your family, it will average out because the price of Express is so expensive. But in general, I I think now the way I'm starting to feel like Express is it's like getting rental car insurance where, you know, you don't necessarily need it. And as long as nothing goes wrong, you'll be fine. You didn't spend the extra money and it's no worries. But if the parks are an absolute disaster, yeah, you you do need it. If If it is that car wreck you need it so that way you feel like you didn't just ruin everything that's part of your vacation on it but i i think i think even with good planning and having like a park to park pass knowing that you can bounce around to the wait times that are good for you in those moments you can still accomplish a lot without needing express but if you want that sense of safety that you're going to be doing everything and getting everything done that you want then yeah buy buy the car insurance buy that express feel that feel that extra level of comfort even if you don't need it you're going to feel better about it. So I, I feel like that's the best way to answer. Is it worth it? No two people are going to be the same. It's all about what you want to accomplish in your comfort level with spending money. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think the best bang for your buck is doing the hotel. And that's the way where you're like, oh, this is worth it. Like get four. If you're not a family, if you're not whatever, just get four people together and be like, Maybe it's cheaper to just do the hotel reservation than it is to add the express onto all the tickets and and do it that way. Otherwise, it's like I think you can be you can be um, you know a little more decisive with your decisions and stuff like that. And I it, it's it's hard because it's it, I think it's great for some people who have you know depending on you know if you're if you're coming internationally and you're only here for like a short amount of time and Universal is just your one day one shot for it. You know, that's that's a different story than somebody who's like going to be back here again later in the year or for Halloween Horror Nights or something like that. You know, it's like I don't it, it's it's different types of advice. It's not cheap. That's the advice. Yeah. OK. Our next question is going to be Halloween Horror Nights related. And I apologize. There's a lot of Halloween Horror Nights questions in here, but obviously we're getting close to that time of year. So it's on a lot of people's minds. So we're going to just roll with it. But the question was, I will be attending HHN this year, first weekend in October. Any suggestions on what to prioritize? We have bought the Fast Pass equivalent for Saturday night express and plan to go on sunday night using the free pass that comes with the annual pass any suggestions on food or drink we love beer well 
unfortunately, we can't give you any suggestions right now on food or beer because we don't have those details. I mean, obviously, pizza fries and twisted taters, those are a staple of Halloween Horror Nights. Get those. But in terms of individual menu items, we just don't know yet. But uh, I always say, you know, unless you like super sweet drinks, avoid the mixed drinks that they have. Just go with the pumpkin beer. If they bring back the same pumpkin beer that they had last year, it was really, really tasty. It was, it was, it hit the spot every single time we got it. So, uh, get, get your fill of pumpkin beer. There's no better place to, en- to, to enjoy a good pumpkin beer than at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, and then also in terms of saying what to prioritize, Right now, as of doing this, we still don't have all of the information on everything that's happening with Halloween Horror Nights, so I can't sit here and tell you what to prioritize. Uh, You will be able to get everything you want done and more with having Express on the one night and then having the free ticket. Since you have an annual pass, you'll be able to do Stay and Scream, so absolutely do that. And that was another question that we got uh, was, uh, let me let me find the exact one there, and saying, going to HHN this year and wondering if early entry add-on is worth it, uh, if yes. I do. And there's more to that question, but yes, yes, it is worth it. And for this person— It's like 30 bucks, I think, right? 35 Yes. Yeah, it was, it was right in that area so definitely worth it because you're going to get at least two houses done in that first section and also the other part of that question was if i do stay and scream for that one hour can you get a drink so you can pass the time or are you just standing there for an hour yeah you can get a drink you can drink (laughs) don't you you might be able to get a couple drinks (laughs) yeah the bar will be open (laughs) yes they they will not waste any money there will be drinks available it is literally how we drain our money at halloween horror nights because once the event like gets into full swing unless a line is long we don't buy drinks because you know it's just you're ending up chugging it which we end up doing a lot too but you end up chugging it where where we spend the most money is with stay and scream because you get in that area and you say well guess we'll go buy a what beer what else are yeah, we doing like- Talk to each other? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, just buy a beer. And there will be some food available in the stay and scream zones too. So if you're hungry, you can get some food, but definitely beer. But yeah, so with, if you do stay and scream, you have express for the Saturday night and you're using the free pass with the annual pass, you will get everything done. In terms of prioritizing though, the one thing I'll say is don't be that person that gets to the event and uses the express when all of the lines are only five minutes. Like I I know express lines can start to get super busy too, but do not, do not waste that express on five minute lines towards the beginning of the night. Wait, wait, you know, wait until you you get into like the seven 30, eight o'clock hour, hit the short lines while you can. And exactly what Rhino said then the ones that you loved that you already waited for, you can do it again with Express. Is there anything sweeter than that? I don't know. Maybe cake. I'll tell you what. It's that deep fried PB and the deep fried Uncrustable. That's pretty sweet. I don't think it's going to come back, buddy. You shut your mouth. I just I don't foresee that coming back. I don't think they'll do it again. I wish they would, uh, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. And uh, actually, you know what? Bouncing back, you you brought up something very – when we were talking about Hollywood, we did get a question about Hollywood, too, 
And you brought up that you think for you, it's a once every couple of year park. But this question was about Hollywood saying, going, considering it after going to Orlando many times, it seems so different and more of a half day park. What's your pros and cons for Hollywood? And do you, you know, do you actually consider it more of a half day park, but you're paying a full price ticket. So should it really be a half day park? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, the thing, I guess the thing is, is that when I'm there, the, I haven't been there very many times. I mean, I've gone for like three Halloween Horror Nights, I think there. And then like, in terms of being in the park in the day, I think I've gone twice. I went with you and then I went with Pete once. And, and I think that's the only time I've like gone during the day. Um, but the, the thing is, is I, I've we don't we don't really want to waste time on like repeats unless they're different. So like we do the mummy because yep. the mummy is different there, but it's very similar. But it's like I'm not wasting time going on like Transformers or mm-hmm. um stuff like that. So Despicable I me. I don't I don't know that like my perception of it being like it not it feels like oh well it didn't take up as much time is because I'm also not doing cloned attractions. Ex- you know like with the exception of like I have done there um. Their Wizarding World, the uh, Escape from Bring no, Yeah, I knew I was going to say the wrong one. Um, but I, I think, um, I don't know. I mean, the backlot tour, like the tram tour, is long and enjoyable. And I, one time I went during the day, it was a normal experience where we were just going regular attractions. The other time I was on a VIP tour, which was incredible. Um, and in terms of like what, if you are very interested in the backlot tour, I mean, you can do it for, and be interested in the rides they'll ask you, but the backlot tour portion of that was great. But, um, I mean, there's like water world is still going on with the show. I don't know that I'd say it's like half day, half day. I mean, it no. definitely, it's it, not. yeah, I think there's more than enough to do. Yeah, I and you kind of hit it there when you said do the VIP tour. I absolutely think that if you're on the fence about it, spend the extra money and yeah. do a VIP tour because you get to do the backlot tour in a grander fashion. You get to see more places than the actual tram tour gets to see. You get to get you, out and walk around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, crazy. you get you get to see a lot and it is you know it takes up at least when i did it i did it in the morning and it it took up you know a good three hours of the morning with the full experience and so right there you have a lot in there and then with the with the vip you know you have express with it as well too so you can knock out all of those attractions that you want to hit as well too you know you can repeat stuff like simpsons ride and transformers and despicable me minion mayhem but you don't you don't necessarily have to focus on the unique stuff like water world do the tram tour again but do it the regular way so you can see it yeah and secret life of pets exactly uh you mentioned the mummy jurassic world you have there, yeah, I what to used Jurassic to be World. River Adventure is now Jurassic World. So I think, and then even little differences, like the fact that their Springfield looks completely different than ours, has a lot of the same touches, but just a complete different layout. There's enough there that I feel like you can you can definitely have a good full day there. But I would recommend if you want to take it over to the next level. Get the VIP tour. Do it. Do it yeah. the right way. Do it the expensive way. 
ask for our friend Peter and he'll he'll give you a great tour and and just do it right the first time and then the rest of the time see those unique things uh enjoy the weird topography of Universal Studios Hollywood since it's on the side of a hill enjoy yeah, the big giant escalators beautiful soak it in oh the escalators are terrifying but <laughs> the the my um friend Amber uh, just actually came uh did did a VIP tour for the first time earlier this year and she was asking me questions about it and was it worth it but Amber has worked for Disney for like I don't know forever for like 15 years or something like that and um she was a VIP tour guide and was an ABD guide and stuff like that and she was raving about the Universal tour and saying that it was a much better value than the one at Disney World um you know I I can't speak to the Disneyland one obviously but she and um, or actually I lied. I think I've done one there, but the, but it like, I think it was like something, I don't want to quote prices or anything like that, but what was cool is that you got there and you got some snacks when you started, but then also there was like a meal that was provided to you, like a buffet, sort of a meal and things like that. So I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of value in the, in the VIP tour. And I'm not someone to spend like that much on one ticketed event, but I, it's one of those things where I was like, I'd like to do one of those like one more time when I'm finally like quieting down on visiting Los Angeles all the time. <laughs> yeah. It, that being said though, it like, it's not a studio tour. It is a studio tour, but not in the same way that like, you know, Warner Brothers has their studio tour experience. Uh, Paramount, I, I'm not sure if they're running theirs right now, but they had one. It, it's, it's different. I mean, it is the next level of their, their studio backlot tour, their tram tour, uh, that is, like we said, takes you to that next level as you are getting out and you're walking around in places you're seeing things that normal people don't get to see but it's not it's not a classic studio tour in that way so uh i i say just splurge splurge and go for it and have a great time but we're going to move on to our final question for this rhino and this is this is a tough one because well for me i've already been able to think think about what i want my answer to be but you're hearing it for the first time but what is one thing disney does well that you would like to see universal somehow implement technically the backside of this question is vice versa but i don't want disney stealing the best stuff out of universal it's I want to keep them different, but what's something that Disney does well that you wish that Universal did? Hmm. I don't know. I, I it's like uh, it's hard because I feel like consistency sometimes can be all over the map for both of these places for Disney and Universal. Like, um, and I don't think anyone who could be like immersive storytelling. And I was like, I think Universal is the one who kind of really stretched a bar on that with Diagon Alley. Can't say that enough in the Wizarding Worlds and stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe themed dining? Like, I do like the dining areas in Diagon Alley, and I like the Simpsons area, but I'd like to see them extend... No, I don't know, because at City Walk they have Toothsome. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Honestly, but for, know. for every Toothsome's, then you have a Mel's, or you have a Louis. That's uh, that's true. I think maybe I'd like to see a little bit an elevation in the quick service. Yeah. Maybe it's been getting better, but it, I, I mean, but it's a lot of times I feel like it's the specialty temporary stuff that's always yes. the good stuff. Yeah, I and want the standard I, stuff to be good. Yeah, with with the quick service right now, it feels like most places 
except for like the Wizarding World and and Springfield, it's the the one specialty item. And even Springfield, I'll say, I'm I'm kind of as the years go on, I'm getting over that, so I can't I can't even like really sit and rave about it. But I don't like, like the setup. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. It, with, it's it. just clustered, and I, yeah. I don't I don't know. It's it's I I just I'm I I still I still would eat there over a lot of places, but. For me, it, I feel like all of the quick service restaurants have like one good, unique menu item, and that's always worth getting. But, you know, other than that, it's just their quick service is so boring. And that's definitely one thing I was going to mention that Universal, they need to they need to take a note from Disney like they did with the festivals and they really up their game with festivals. They now need to just up their game with quick service in general and take it to that next level because it felt like it was going there for a while. And now it feels like it's dropped back off. Maybe that'll change with the minions restaurant. That's going to be coming to universal studios, Florida. Maybe it changes with Epic universe. I'm not sure. But the other big thing that needs mentioned, because we don't talk about it enough when we talk about Universal and how great Universal is, is Universal needs to do a better job at implementing attractions that are more family friendly in general. And I know yeah, that's, that's not necessarily the demographic that they're going for, but. You know, even older people, if you, you know, if you have, if your body is built differently, I I can't even say just like if you consider yourself fat or if you consider yourself overweight, that might not be a problem for you on a lot of rides, but like just large muscles can cause an issue. If, uh, if you have a chest that is large, that can cause an issue for you. Universal's rides can be very restrictive and it's, Yes, as cool as the attractions that they build are and, and what they make is so unique and amazing. Uh, it, it's also not amazing when you get told, like, you can't ride this. You can't experience that. And that's definitely not a problem that, that Disney really has in terms of the attractions that they make. So uh, still moving in the future with Universal, I would love to see them continually add new attractions that are more family friendly and good for all types of people and can accommodate more people. And I, I would love for them to add more shows than for, you know, the people who don't want to do thrill rides, have motion sickness issues, give them extra entertainment that they can go watch somewhere else. Really, really balance out the experience because we get the questions uh, about, you know, is it really as difficult to get on rides as we hear it is? And are, are do these rides make me motion sick? And the answer to both of them is yes, honestly. So if they can make improvements to the entertainment, add more of it, and then also make the rides just more friendly to people, I think that would be a huge win. Yeah, I, I was I I think maybe it wasn't family friendly that I care so much about as differently abled the people yes, being able that's to, more what I meant. Uh, to get on it. Yeah, I think that is what you, you meant for sure. Because I'm like, I don't care about kids. <laughs> so, I'm oh, just kidding. Kids, kids are fine. I, kids do and need also, stuff too. They're meant for all of us too. And I do believe that there should be like a fun. Also, sometimes like the kids rides are like the ones that you end up liking the most too. Like the, you know, like I know you have a soft spot for, um for you just love that Curious George playground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's my favorite place to queue for Halloween Horror Nights, for yeah, sure. But uh, no, no. But I, I do, I do think that it's like it needs to be. A, I think. I mean, maybe that's the key to success is having a little bit more of that friendlier, friendlier stuff in there. Because then it's like 
then you reach a larger demographic and stuff like that. I, I do like that Universal skews a little bit older. It feels like to me sometimes, or maybe it's, maybe it's a more like, I don't know that it does actually skew older or not, or if that's just the perception of days of old or not, but, um, but I, I, I like it and I, I completely agree with you about the differently abled stuff. It's kind of a kind of heartbreaking that, you know, if you have some friends that are maybe just a little bit bigger or taller, even that just can't even like a new ride comes out that they're very excited for. And you're like, Oh God, it's a toss up whether you're going to be able to do it or not. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it is because of safety. And the question always is, can they not manufacture this stuff? And, you know, Universal's not out there building this stuff. They're, they are, they are getting these attractions from the people who manufacture them. And, you know, they can probably work with the specifics on it. But like, that was a huge thing when Secret Life of Pets opened in Hollywood, that they had a very restrictive ride system and for what is essentially a kid's dark ride and stuff like that shouldn't, shouldn't be happening. It, it should be way more friendly to all people. And again, though, if, for the bigger rides, for for stuff like Velocicoaster and and such, yeah, it's get a restrictive ride system as much as possible because, uh, unfortunately, in Orlando, we have seen the downsides of what happens when when safety is broken and it's heartbreaking yeah. and devastating. So it's not so much for the big rides that I think you know I, I don't think they should change their procedures, but new offerings need to be added to help mold. Yeah. Blend the experience, you know, it's as much as I don't want more Spider-Mans and Transformers, those rides are also extremely friendly to all people. So if that's what it takes, go for it. Listen, I love Spider-Man. Transformers, I'll argue it any day of the week. It's better than Transformers because better physical set usage. But 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 Transformers is also a fun ride and I really enjoy Transformers. So can't I love going right down the throat of a Transformer. Yeah. And a butt. Do you go in the butt? Well, you, you go in one way. You got to go out the other way, buddy. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that's how that's how the anatomy of a transformer works. <laughs> and humans, I think, too. But I mean, there oh, might be a couple oh, other yeah. escape groups. I don't know. We should probably wrap this up because now we're getting a little gross. And uh, so, Rhino, thank you. Thank you so much for answering these questions with me. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, asking the questions. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much if you submitted a question. Uh, however, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hopefully, we'll be able to get to more of your questions in the future. But for now, I'm just going to ask you, if you did enjoy this and you want to support us, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, or leave comments, questions, and video suggestions if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review if it's in a place where you can do so. And of course, too. Gotta remember, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for us here on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode. Okay, everyone, just remember, we still haven't changed the name. 